You are listening to Sippin' Tea with Joshua and Kevin, the inquiring black guys. This is a Reverie Studios production. Make sure to download the Reverie app for the best and queer rate entertainment available for iOS, Chromecast, Apple TV, and Roku. I've got hoes. I've got hoes in different area codes. Area codes. <laughs> hoes. Gotta finish the hoes. You're not gonna do the run. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a long intro if we all do our own song, but we did do it anyway. Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making my way through the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. I'm on the midnight. See, why didn't we do that? That was the best one. <laughs> Damn. How she, she out black me too, man? <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm going to see your blackness. I'm going to see you your big dog and give you Gladys Knight. Well, you know what? We're going to have another, <laughs> another round later on. We're talking about traveling today, so let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sipping Tea with Joshua and Kevin, the inquiring black guys. Uh, we've been in a little bit of a hiatus. Sorry, blame the world and bills and things. Um, but we're back again, and we're very happy to be in the studio again. Kevin, how have you been? I've been doing all right, my man. Been, uh, you know, a little strapped money-wise, but uh, we bouncing back. That's 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 just the, the motif, if you that's, hear me. If you I'm not struggling LA, too That's bad. normal. It, man, that's pretty much every day. But, uh, you know, it's sun shining again. Yeah. How about you? I just bought a new car, so I'm feeling you. Woo. I bought a new car. Hey. 2017 new car. So I'm be poor. <laughs> if you ask me to go out, probably won't make it. Uh, got that new yeah. road trip car? Yes. Only got 400 miles so far. Oh, shit. Nice. Oh, shit. Ain't even broke that shit in yet. It still smell new. And you know what? My last car didn't have a radio. Guess who got a radio now? Come on, With now. Bluetooth. Mm. Come I'm going to go now. everywhere. Boy. <laughs> everywhere. <Yeah. laughs> Um, yeah, so anything new, anything fun, exciting? Anything fun or exciting, let's see. Um, shit, man, nothing crazy. I can't say nothing crazy. It's been real low-key. Went to a wedding, wedding on, on the Santa Monica Beach. It was oh. beautiful. That was very nice. That made me nice. feel really classy. I got really classy drunk that With champagne? Oh, yeah, a little mm. champagne, gin and tonics, oh, you know, okay. top shelf shit. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, you know, danced my ass off. I had a good time with the lady. So, yeah, that's the only big fun thing I've been up to. What about yourself? Nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing at all. Oh, did you see Blade Runner? No, but, you know, I was just talking about this movie with somebody else. I didn't see the first one. Well, maybe I did a long time ago. But I hear mixed things about this movie. I hear it's like, why'd this you remake it? is the movie for you if you want, if you like to see Blank face Ryan Gosling. If that sounds like something that you would like to see, which a lot of people, I mean, he's an attractive man. A lot of people uh, would like to see blank face Ryan Gosling, but it's a lot of blank face Ryan Gosling. Like, he doesn't really emote. And there's reasons for that, but it's a weird type of thing, so, too. Not the best. So, Did you like it? I thought it was a beautiful art project. As That's a movie, I, I heard I'm was, not a fan of it. I heard it was really pretty. It looks great, Yeah, but it's long as shit. And his face is blank. Well, it's the same guy that directed about ninety minutes of it, like of just him for ninety minutes, just yeah, with nothing. And I'm, I, I lost. Well, that's kind of new, new male actor in Hollywood. Everyone's kind of going that direction, and I hate it. Where are the ugly criers? Where are the more Viola Davises who don't care if she got snot on her upper lip? That's what we need. People that don't mind looking ugly on camera. Yeah, like me, I don't care how I look. Cast me in something. That's what I'm saying, right? It's like, I, I want the awkward face, like the in-between right. face. I want to see how ugly you are when you someone punch you in the face. Exactly. Or steal your man. Well, you confused for a second for no reason. Right. You know, just those little subtle things. Stop trying to be pretty, Hollywood. 
you know, get the regular folk. Sorry, we had a we just went off on the tangent. Diet tribe. Here we go. <laughs> um, but uh, we had friends in the studio with us. So yeah. <laughs> we want to <laughs> stop talking ourselves. Right, right. Introduce right. y'all to some wonderful peoples. I guess today. <laughs> I thought you were going to do I it. You just kind of went into sorry, it. Sorry, my bad. I, and did, I was like, I she didn't sit here waiting to be introduced. Me. Sorry, that was that was that was a bad on my part. <laughs> I like to. Why don't you introduce yourself? Because we didn't get a, a, what to say about you. Oh, so, that's true. Hey, Renice, tell the people what to <laughs> what to say. Hi, I'm Renice. I uh, am a queer black woman. I write for Auto Straddle. That's one of my main things, and I work with kids and do behavioral rehabilitation. And otherwise, I like to travel around and see new things that's most of my life pause go back to talking about auto straddle where can people can find yeah talk about that that's that's awesome uh so i'm a staff writer for autostraddle.com i write about race and mental health and body positivity and food um and the website is www.autostraddle.com all one word um and yeah it's a big queer women's website publication it's pretty cool so you should check it out (laughs) Yeah, See? if you need another angle, another perspective on something, don't just read BuzzFeed. You go into the same thing that you see every day. Yeah. Go to autostraddle.com and read something new from a different perspective. Yeah, and we, check that out. We have a lot of perspectives. It's yeah, great. girl. Plug your shit wherever you get a chance okay. to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and also, we're joined by someone else, but she's not on the microphone. Just say hello. Just say hello in the background. We can hey. hear you. <laughs> That's Tara. <laughs> All right. So today we wanted to talk about um, traveling while black because I've been itching to go on a trip lately and I need to get out of this country for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And I want to go experience someplace new, but I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. And, you know, Groupon has been uh, enticing me a lot lately. But, you know, I was thinking um, how it is uh, to travel. I've never been out of the country, FYI. Um, travel while black especially in a different country. So I want to talk to uh, someone who actually is knowledgeable and actually gets around and has done something with their life. Um, and, and then we just, we'll just go, you know, any insights you may have about, like, traveling, you know, talk to anyone who, would, who also is feeling this way, wants to get out of the country, wants to do something. Um, this would be a good thing. We can just figure out our plan of action together. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about it. So, Renice, you've traveled – a bunch. Could you give people just an idea of your travel um, destinations that you've been? Sure. I've been to Honduras, Mexico, Costa Rica, a lot of places in the Caribbean. Uh, I've been to Germany and Spain, and I travel. I've been to Canada. I travel in the U.S. a lot, so I've been to almost every state. Dang. Um, so just starting off, then, because um, one thing I want to kind of get at for all of us, discussion-wise. What was your spark to travel to all these different places? Like, was were they travels for work, study abroad, personal ones? Like, what led you to your travels? Well, my initial spark for traveling is that my mother traveled a lot for work, and so she was always gone and would come back with cool stuff or pictures, and I'm just like, I want to see these places. Like, I don't want to go to school. Um, (laughs) I did go to school, but then, yeah, I just, I love meeting new people. I'm a really social person. I love learning languages, so I speak three languages and and working on a fourth and like fluently i speak two fluently and then one like i can get around but if i had to write a paper or something (laughs) i couldn't do it (laughs) but um yeah and so it's mostly just trying to see new things and traveling is so good for you because it kind of expands your brain and everything that you know or thought you knew about the world and it's like uncomfortable but fun and cool so that's yeah awesome Awesome. Where have you been? Let's see. When I was in school, I studied abroad uh, for a semester in Ireland, in Dublin. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we got to go all around Ireland. We had trips to Northern Ireland. We had trips to uh, London. And then I took a personal, two personal trips, one to Rome, because the girl I was dating at the time was studying abroad in Rome. And then um, my roommate that I was staying with in Dublin, he had family in Amsterdam. Like right outside of Amsterdam, so we went to Amsterdam, then to visit his family right outside of Amsterdam, which was excellent too. To be like, oh, I was actually in the Netherlands, and then I was in Amsterdam, so I did my Amsterdam thing, which yeah, a lot of smoking, and then you know saw the actual country. 
a little bit and they were in like a rural part so it was just like yeah like it opens your mind up to a lot of different shit all that traveling and then to know the nuances because mm-hmm. to a certain extent like i can say amsterdam to you and even if you ain't been there you know something about amsterdam but then once you're actually there and you walk around it's just like oh it's a another place it's complex just like anywhere else so mm-hmm. you know it's good i haven't been anywhere I've been anywhere well i've been like around the united states like a lot of states, but I've never really been. I've never been out of the country, and I got this passport for no reason. So like, <laughs> where am I go? Well, one thing. So let me ask you too. Then, um, do you do do people in your family travel a lot? No, do you have a lot. Of, okay. No, no one. My, my parents have never been on a plane. Oh, my mom actually just went on a plane. Like this year was her first time ever flying anywhere. Um, but yeah, no one really. None of my none of my siblings have been out of the country. Except like on a cruise. You know what I mean? Which is not interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so you say, so do uh, you said your mother traveled a lot for work? Mm-hmm. Did anybody else in your family travel a lot? Did you, does the rest of your family, or were they other places? It was just her, pretty much. The rest of my family kind of stays put in the South, or they go to the Caribbean if they're going to travel. Yeah. yeah. So that's a pretty good and safe travel destination for Black people, so it's popular. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Because yeah. I was thinking about it when I was talking, thinking about this before the episode. It's just like my family, like it was a big deal for me to go to Ireland. Like nobody else in my family had studied abroad before, and I think we took my parents and their friends travel mostly in the states, but they've gone to Mexico, they've gone um, to the Caribbean and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't a big thing. But growing up in the suburbs and mixed community that I grew up in, like a lot of my friends from different backgrounds and whatnot, their families would travel a lot. They got pictures and they're doing this and that. Family up the street, um, biracial family that I grew up with. Their father's side of the family was from uh, from the UK, from England. Yeah, I think right outside of London, something like that. And so they had like the coat of arms. They could trace the lineage. They would go and da da da. The mother was from the Caribbean herself, so like they had that. And it's just like I don't know for most African Americans, like if traveling in this big broad way is. Uh, if we even think about that culturally, you know, in, right. in our households like that. I always thought that was interesting in that perspective. But Yeah, it's interesting. Not a lot of people think of traveling as a privilege, but it really is. And mm-hmm. it's something that a lot of people don't get to do. So Yeah. And, no, go ahead. No, I was just thinking, too, it was like thinking about, like, um, you know, people in your family that travel and that kind of stuff. Because my I was telling my mom, because I had a chance to go to uh, – London and or Manchester before um, the summer was over for work. But then that didn't happen. But I was telling my mom about it. And, like, you know, her first thing is saying, like, oh, why would you want to do that? All this stuff, crazy stuff happening in the world. And I think that's what a lot of, like, black people are thinking about. It's like, well, I don't want to go to this this city and -and so-and-so to get shot or bombed or whatever the case may be. But... I, I'm okay with that. I mean, whatever. We can get bombed anywhere we go. So I'm trying to go somewhere <laughs> and experience the time, um, time you know, that I have left on this earth. So, Renice, where, what was the favorite place that you've been and why? My favorite place that I've been, <clears throat> I feel like it's probably a tie between Costa Rica and Barcelona. Um, just because they're both so beautiful and coastal and there's beach everywhere and the food is awesome and the people are really hot and... Do they, say it, do they say it like Barcelona? Uh-huh. <laughs> say it again. Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Barcelona. You're so good at that. <laughs> I had to say that for a play. And, you know, it's just geeky stuff. I have never been there. I know nothing. I only know when people tell me about being there. I want to go there so bad because I, I bet the people are beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just like stunning. Yeah. And the food is so good. And there's just sangria everywhere. And, and don't they take siestas too, like in the middle mm-hmm. of the day in Spain and stuff yep. like that? So like, you got to be good people. It's like, uh, look, if you take naps regularly, Yo, yeah. you're probably the a better thing person. in the world. I, I you're probably a better person. Yes, they are. I mean, I think everyone is just everyone benefits from someone else taking a nap. Yeah. Like, who pissed you off the last time they came from a nap, or you just came for a nap? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, everything is a little better after a nap. Yeah. Absolutely. But back to the actual traveling. Yeah. <laughs> as we as we continue to digress, <laughs> what so how has how have your travels influenced um, or affected you as you come back to the states and like how you interact here? Like, 
things that you've been opened up to or, you know, anything like that? Yeah, I always come back way more accepting and understanding just because you spend all of your time traveling. Even if you're with a group of people that you know, you don't know them in the spaces that you're traveling in. You don't know what's going to happen. And when you're surrounded by strangers, you don't understand the language. It's just so much being out of your comfort zone that when you get back to it, everything's a little different. And so you're like, maybe I used to get annoyed at my brother for whatever he leaves around the house or how he communicates. But it's like, you know what? Like, there are reasons for that. And uh, you just are, everything is different. You just, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, so much changes even if it's just a couple of days mm-hmm. that you spend so much time reshaping the way that you think and trying to accommodate that when you come home you're better at it in my opinion but yeah see see see, see. that's deep everyone needs to experience that then yeah. that's the same thing as when you don't work in retail versus when you work in retail you have a different <laughs> perspective of life yeah. so that's, I, I totally believe that when you travel do you go alone or do you go with other people and have you done both i've done both what do you prefer I think they're equally awesome. Alone is harder for me. because really? Yeah. And I mean, I'm super extroverted and social, but it's just you have to make so much more of an effort to not be isolated. And like you really have to put yourself out there to be like, you're a stranger. You don't know me. Clearly, I don't live where we are, but I'm trying to make connections and still have a good time. Could you walk us through that a little bit about how you approach that when you're in those countries? Because like, I know for a lot of people, myself included, like I can go to eat dinner by myself, mm-hmm. uh, but the thought of really going to like a bar and then talking to people, I can go to the bar and drink by myself and be on my phone. Right. I've done that plenty of times. Yeah. But to like, oh, I'm going to make some friends in this bar. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to talk to whoever in this bar. Eh, but really that's tricky. So so to answer that question, but, the, but about that, that's so interesting. I, that was one of my New Year's resolutions this year is to go to a bar by myself mm-hmm. because that's, I'm so uncomfortable. Even when I go to a bar and I'm waiting for someone to meet me there, I'm always on my phone and I hate, I hate that. Yeah. I hate, hate, hate that. So I've been making a point to actually go to a bar and I don't talk to anybody. I don't, I'm very introverted. I want someone to talk to me. <laughs> um, uh, and, um, you know, just not have my phone out. But it's so challenging to do that. But I want to travel alone mm-hmm. my first time. And I'm so interested to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, so most of the time, it depends obviously on where you are, but most of the time, if you are someone that clearly looks foreign and you're in a place that doesn't see a lot of foreigners or even you're in a bar or whatever, the locals want to talk to you. And so they'll make it easier because they're just excited. They're like, oh, and especially like if it's an area that doesn't see a lot of black people and isn't necessarily averse to us, but it's just like, well, this is so cool. They'll be like, hi, what are you doing? Where are you from? They'll try to guess where you're from. Like you can't mm-hmm. even get words out. And so then it makes it easier when the, when people approach you. But depending on the culture of the place, some places are just not super social. And you have to work a little harder and just get used to putting yourself out there and just being like, hi, like, I don't know. I don't speak this language. I'm going to mess up. But they'll, they'll still understand you or whatever. Just like, yeah. As long as you make an effort, most of the time people respond well to that, and then they'll kind of guide you through the rest. Cool. And so when I was by myself, I would be like, I only know how to say two sentences in whatever language, but they're like, oh, I get it. You want to hang out with somebody, and then they're like, we're going to this bar, we're going here, and they'll take you around, and as long as you feel safe, you just do it. It's yeah. it's pretty fun. And it's <laughs> one of the things, like, ooh, if you, if you feel yeah. safe, that seems like a big <laughs> if. Seems like a big if, but like that's part of the thing. I would assume you have to, you really have to kind of trust people a little bit more than we even allow ourselves to trust people Mm -hmm. in the states, which is crazy because we are so distrustful of one another, even when crime is at a pretty much all time low comparatively, comparatively, but (laughs) perception and reality, right? Culture and fake news, fake news. I don't even, yep. He can't give us that. No. no. Fuck you, 45. Yeah, he's the fucking worst. Anyway, so what are pros and cons of like traveling alone versus traveling, for millennials especially, so like traveling alone versus traveling in groups? I would say the pros of traveling alone are that you can do whatever you want. You don't have to consult with a whole group of other people or even one other person to be like, I want to see that, this, I want to see that, and try to make up a schedule. You just do what you want when mm. you want it. Um, and... I think that you are more likely to get unique experiences if it's just you because, like I said, other people are more likely to, like, share information or take you take one person on to do things that they're doing. But if mm-hmm. it's two or three or four, you can't, you can't really do that. 
Um, but then traveling in a group is you have security, you know who you're around, um, you can plan everything out ahead of time, so there's no really surprises. You don't have to just depend on finding nice people, mm-hmm. basically, to get you through. So. so my goal this year is to go somewhere for 2018 is to go somewhere by myself and then go in a group because I want to go by myself because of what, I don't want anyone to hold me back from what I actually want to do because sometimes you have to compromise. Like say someone's tired, you know, mm-hmm. they have a headache that day. You feel bad for like leaving them in the room, even though that you're going to have a good time or, you know, you may decide you want to be uh, adventurous and do something really crazy and then, you know, have to like worry about that person's going to be down for that or not. But I just want to go and like just be – I just want to see what I can do. I'm challenging myself, I think, is the main thing that I want to, like, see how I would fit in or not fit in. And when I travel with groups, especially if it's somewhere that I speak the language, Mm. I tell them, I'm like, I love being in groups, but also I will want to go do things by myself sometimes. And I just warn them ahead of time. So, like, last time I was in Barcelona was with my family and my brother wanted to take a nap and my mom was like, I want a massage. And so I was like, bye. And I got on this subway and left them. And they were a little upset. But I was just like, we're, we're, you can get a massage and take a nap at home. Right. So yep. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I plan on being like never in my room except for to sleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite place that you've been to? Like top three places that's like very black, pro-black or black friendly, black accepting. Oh, definitely Costa Rica. And then, I mean, Jamaica. I mean, the places where there are black people. Black people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about what about Barcelona? Barcelona. Say it, wait, hold on, Kevin. Say it. Was Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do it. It's just the th in the middle. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I won't try. <laughs> yeah, it's. I feel like there it was a little bit mixed bag because there are some people in parts of Spain that are pretty racist. And so there were a handful of times where it's like, they straight up were like, oh, we're not going to serve you here or whatever. And it's like, hmm, okay. But it didn't happen that often. And they also get a lot of people from Africa and Cuba there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like the more now it's better. Because the first time I went there was like maybe eight or nine years ago, and mm-hmm. that was when I mo- I ran into more kind of like, oh, this is awkward, and I'm just gonna go somewhere else. But yeah, I didn't know that's that mean black people in Costa Rica. I guess I don't really know the mm-hmm. geography. It's jungle though, yeah. Yeah, rainforest. Rainforest, mm-hmm. yeah. Damn. So, I think uh, what the main reason I want to have this conversation is like thinking about because I was talking to my friend, uh, white boy. From Minnesota, and uh, he looks very uh, Nordic, very, very Swedish white boy, Mm -hmm. very pale skin, blonde hair, you know, Um, and I was telling him that I wanted to go, you know, traveling in Europe, uh, the main cities, London, Paris, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, why uh, why would you be going there? You can go to a different place and it's cheaper, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you go to Poland? And I'm like, you you don't really have to think about that, Uh, you know, how you would fit in with the people there, how people look at you differently. Because I was reading some articles about this uh, in preparation, and um, they were saying that a lot of people, a lot of like um, locals in those countries, they look at you just out of curiosity because they're not used to seeing um, someone else. And I've also spoken to someone from uh, Budapest, I think he was from, and he was talking about how like beautiful they think that like black people, but I know everyone doesn't share that sentiment, but like some people who are not used to seeing black men black women are like fascinated by like the way they look and they're different so it is kind of a mixed bag everywhere you go i think just like in the states mm-hmm. um but have you had that experience at all like going to a different place and like just like people staring at you out of curiosity versus staring out of you disdain like why are you here definitely yeah and you can mm-hmm. tell the difference between curiosity and hatred or disdain usually um and the the instance that I'm thinking of was when I was in Mexico and that's when I was traveling alone, mm. but I was in the middle of Mexico and so they don't get as many tourists in the place that I was in, but there were so many people coming up to me and asking if they could take pictures with me. <laughs> and I had made a couple of friends in the town and they were so confused. They were like, are you famous in America? Like, are you not telling us things? Are you? And I was like, no, they just don't really see tall black women here ever. That's all it is. They like wanted to touch my hair. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can it. It doesn't bother me, but I can see how it would bother other people because it's like, I'm not a, an animal or whatever a toy. Why are you touching yeah. me? But it's just, 
super curiosity because in the same time at the same time I was like wow all of y'all are so short like everybody here is so tiny I tried to buy clothes and there's nothing literally no store carried anything for somebody who was above like five seven um so yeah it's just and I know in Asia especially it's really intense that they really don't see people of color that often you go there and they think you're a NBA player Mm -hmm. or a rapper like just off rip just because you're black like yeah. I, I've heard that story, and I saying that's painting broad brushstrokes on everybody in Asia, but you know, I've heard that a couple times from people. My friend just got back from Paris, and she um, was saying that they, I forgot where she was, but there was these like two little black boys, like very normal black boys, just kind of like playing, like running around, like in this like common area, and there were these like uh, Asian tourists like taking pictures of them, mm. and was like trying to take pictures with them, and like asking the parents if it was okay, and the mom was just like, "Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's fine." Yeah. Well, it also gets complicated sometimes to give, like, a, a little bit of a flip side. Like, when I went to Dublin or whatnot, um, I was, I was like, cool. Going to Ireland, I'm not going to see no black people. Like, I read the <laughs> stats and whatnot. Basically, the only black people that were in Dublin were African immigrants, and they were only in one part of town. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only part of town I can go to get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. Um, it took wow. me a couple weeks to find them. Um, but, like, you just walk around town, ain't no black folk. And like I was cool. I they give you the I was studying abroad, so they give you a lot of information about Ireland in general beforehand. So you get there and you know, they were more concerned about me just being American. Mind you, this is Bush was still president, um, and mm. things was things was tough. Um, so we weren't very popular, even though the Irish traditionally are pro America. They do they do rock with us. Um, you know, but it was just like when you stand out like a sore thumb, like I wear my fitted all the time. So it's like I'm not gonna not wear it in Ireland. So it's like, yeah, they're gonna know. They're gonna know. But everybody treated me real cool. Like yeah. in the pubs, real chill. Nobody's like hyper curious or like weird about it. It was just like they just like talking. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like talking, they like talking. They're all good. You know. But when I went to Amsterdam though, the thing that surprised me, like I thinking I know something about Amsterdam, there's like little black Dutch boys, little teenagers or whatnot, that look just like, and I mean, dress like, had dreads like uh, black teenagers in D.C. And I was looking at them, and I'm like, you look just like my little brother. Like, what is going on? And then they would start speaking Dutch, and my mind could not compute. Like, I just got a headache. I was just like, no, no, no this, well, how does this but you don't even look different. You don't look European, you know, or whatever the concept would be in my mind. I was just like, you look just like the other little black boys in DC. Like, yeah. it's just, it it's opens you up to what comes across, uh, you know, all these distances, how technology is, and the internet has connected us all, and just how much you might not even know about a place. I never knew, like, I mean, Amsterdam, I got off the train, and there was a brother in a car, and it was like, it was like a gold sedan, blasting Tupac, and I was just like, out of here. I like Amsterdam. Go ahead. But then you had the you had the the Dutch women on bikes with long dresses. And I was just like, women riding bikes and in, in dresses. I think this is something I like. And everywhere they ride bikes. Everywhere it's yeah. just like all little stuff like that that you might not read about in a book, but mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. open your mind up, man. Yeah, but and it's also kind of a comforting thought that if you think about it, between slavery, immigration, and then just like the forces and things like that there are a lot of people that move all around and especially in more metropolitan areas like if you do your research you'll usually be able to find at least one neighborhood of color somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and sometimes and and as much as it's in our like it's an american thing to think of our identities the way we do because of our political climate and our history and everything there are reasons but it is nice. I don't know, for you, did you feel any sense of relief to a certain extent of, like, not having to be so, like, I'm black and this is my identity that I hold forth to so tight? Because you're, when you're abroad, it's just like, well, you're an American first, yeah. kind of. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, is there some freedom? Do you, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think, I do think there is some freedom and it's, uh, I, I don't feel as stressed out about, like, danger to my life when yeah. I travel which is kind of sad but also good, <laughs> good um, but then also so one of the languages that I am fluent in is Spanish and when mm-hmm. I go to Spanish speaking countries most of the time they're thrown off because there's not an expectation that Americans speak more than one language especially really well so they're like are you Cuban are you Dominican are you Costa and they like American is fifth 
maybe fourth or fifth on the list. So sometimes I'll pretend. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can be from somewhere else. Oh, that's so I'm much fun. I went to English speaking country, so like I couldn't even pretend or play it off. <laughs> My white friends were like, uh, we're Canadian. <laughs> that's not our president. Bush is not our president. And I was just like, you know where I'm from. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I can't hide. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but I was also going to say back to when you were asking about the people being like enamored with seeing mm-hmm. people like you for the first time. I have a lot more tolerance of that when I'm traveling because that also happens here in yeah. the United States. And it's just like, yeah. but you know that there are people of color in this country. And the reason you don't interact with us is because of all of these laws and segregation and like redlining and whatever that are put into place. And you haven't really worked to break down. So the fact that as a person living in this country, you've never interacted with anyone who doesn't look like you is more on you than it is on me. So like, yeah, I was in at jury duty downtown LA and this lady sitting behind me, like, pulled my hair like without and i'm just like listen like that is not that's unacceptable we live in the same city you've really never been close enough what nationality was she's white yeah and so it's just it's things like that i'm like the that's not that's not a thing that i will ever have i just don't understand the psychology behind it but that's neither here nor there no no it's there it's there. It's there. <laughs> it's here. It's there. Yeah. Um, I was reading this uh, interesting article about this too, about like um, yeah, black people, you know, traveling, especially traveling to Africa. I don't. Have we ever had this conversation, Kevin? Do you know where you're from? Like, do you know where your family originated we from? We just did the. I just did my ancestry. Really? So let me pull that up to make sure I'm right. Well, but basically, uh, right. the, <laughs> no, I literally just did it. I did it for my birthday. Oh, wow. yeah, I did it for my birthday. So I just got the results back. I think in July. Oh, so I, let me. I'm gonna look it up again. But I'm definitely mo- percentage wise West African, um, which makes sense. Is most came from West Coast Africa. Are, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But uh, yeah, give me a second, and y'all, I'll bring I'm it sure. back. Up do you know where you're from? I do not. I don't either. I'm like fascinated. I want to know where I'm from. But I was reading something about um, uh, black people when they travel to like Africa. Um, they're welcome, like one hundred. Like, hey, you know, hello, brother, hello, sister. When you get off the the the, the plane, I, I think I want to experience that because I think that's that's a beautiful thing. You know, what I mean, especially to be where you're from. You know what I mean? Where you originated from. I feel like that's like probably a nice sense of pride mm-hmm. um by going there i want to go have you ever been to africa i haven't i really want to go the thing that has kept me from going is that i am terrified of needles um, and you have to get a shots. lot of shots yeah so i'm tr- i've been working on it <laughs> yeah for years getting the strength to look. yeah you do I don't like oh, those. you can do the DNA swab too to do. What are you, what are you talking about? No, you know, we're talking oh, about stop. taking shot. Where you been? <laughs> I, was, I was looking at my stuff and I got yeah. immunizations that you need to. So Before you go to Africa, oh, I tend true. to try to avoid having to get them. When I went to Honduras, I was supposed to get a malaria shot and I just didn't. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here talking to you. Those they, my friend, he just went to um, some some islands and he had to get. Uh, some shot but it was huge yeah. and it was like a it was a scar and it was like it looked like it was infected i'm like i don't i rather if i'm going to a beach area i don't want to <laughs> look, look like i've been attacked before i go there goodness i don't want to do that at all shoot so while kevin is i'm still looking i'm trying sorry. to find a way he's here we go oh, boom yeah. test results uh 37 from the ivory coast slash ghana uh, 30% from Cameroon, Congo, and then 7% Senegal, 7% Scandinavia, uh, 19% other regions, and that breaks down. And But basically, 67% West Africa. Mm-hmm. We're going to put it like that. Dang. So trying to figure that out, and then I found out, like, my family came through South Carolina. That was... Uh, I mean, and once again, main ports, you know, Maybe we're, West Africa, South Carolina. We're probably related. Could be. Could be a hundred percent. I can't say, but now I definitely want from. to go to. Um, so we're brothers. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to go to uh, to Ghana. Um, definitely want to go to Ghana. Been meaning to, and then a friend of mine just went. So I gotta remember. Thank you for this conversation. You're welcome. To talk to her about that because she just got back from was at Accra. I don't want to pronounce that incorrectly. Um, Ghana, the main a major oh, city okay. in Ghana or whatnot. Um, so. Yeah, so I got to find out about that. But yeah, it's the reason you want to do it. You want to figure out. You want to have some connection. That's yeah. What it is. Um, you know, 
And well, also learn, like, I don't want to just go to Africa to be like, ooh, just the motherland. Like, yeah, no, like, no you want to know I some know stuff contemporary, yeah. you know, Ghanaians, how they live, you know what I'm saying? Or contemporary South Africans or Egyptians, wherever you want to go. Like, I want to know where they well, live You also want to know where you're from. I We used to do these um, activities and stuff in school. I remember this one particular, I was in this uh, musical, and the first day of rehearsal, a director was like, we're going to get, because it's all about, like, our play was about, like, um, it was Godspell. So you all want to be, like, a part of a community, you know what I mean? You really, you know, connect with each other. So we did this activity. It was like, okay, put a pen where you are from, and then... Um, Put the other pen where you're where you're from, where you know you're you originated from, and you like you tie it with a thread or whatever. I was it was three black people in the cast. I was the first black person to go, and everybody else was like, "Oh, I live in um, Georgia, and my family is from Sweden, and so and so." They just put these pins everywhere. I'm like, "Okay, I'm from Barnwell, South Carolina, and I am." From somewhere over here, <laughs> and I did, but then the, the other two did the same thing because we just didn't know where we were from. And I don't like having that conversation where I'm just like, mm. I remember when I was a kid, I was in second grade, and I lied to my classmates and told them I was from Africa. It probably was Egypt because I think that's like the only country I knew in Africa <laughs> when I was in second grade. But you know, I learned a little bit. I was I was kind of kind of bright and devious for whatever reason, and I convinced the rest of my class that I was like from Egypt, and I moved here when I was like three or something I told this whole long convoluted story to the point where my teacher had to like ask my mom she's like um <laughs> I know you're not from Africa so like you know you might want to talk to Kevin <laughs> about that he's telling everybody and he's got to kind of got the kids convinced mm-hmm. so you know, the desire I, is there I was the kid that made that conversation super awkward <laughs> because I remember when they did it and we were supposed to say where we lived and where we were quote from and I said, I live in Pennsylvania, but I don't know where I'm from. I bet one of your families might have owned me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do that same. I do and that I now. I got in so much trouble. My mom was so <laughs> mad, and they never talked about it again at class. But That's so <laughs> funny. No, I didn't do that when I was younger, I, but I do that now, though. But, and it's kind of unintentional now because, like, I'll, you know, we'll have this conversation about where we're from. And they're like, well, you don't know where you're from? I'm like, no, because of the slave trade. And they get so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I it's that's history, honey. I don't. I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable about it, but sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where you're from. I was trying to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stupid that's question. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about where I'm from. Could we play a little game real quick? Yes. I have a little game idea. Okay. So, all right. Basically, we want to have a little rapid fire, fun little these games stress hypothetical me out. Oh, thing. I know my heartbeat just so stre- I get so stressed <laughs> out with these things. I get, I'm not good at improv. So we're gonna call this <laughs> we're gonna call this game travel like right. So I'm gonna ask the panel, my illustrious guests, uh, with uh, what. So if you were to travel like X, Y, and Z celebrity. Describe how that would be or how you would travel like that celebrity, right? So we'll start off with a nice, easy one, right? Mm -hmm. So if you had to travel like Oprah, how would you travel and where would you travel? I feel like Oprah, well, I feel like there's a lot of different kinds of Oprah you can travel like. It's just like, so you can. I would travel like the Oprah who just has this awakening in life and wants to experience her where she's from. And I'm, she's going to go stay in South Africa in a really nice resort. I mean, she's mm-hmm. Oprah. There we go. But she's also going to go, like, you know, take a jet up to some place that's very, like, you know, where she knows where she's from. And she's going to go get to know the people. And there's going to be this, like, really, you know, emotional cry, dance with the kids in the street. You know, that's the kind of Oprah that I would like to travel like. Because I think that'll be, like, a really Enius Oprah. You know, <laughs> so she's going to make a movie or something about this after she gets back. So Easy. Easy. So we'll give you the same one, Renice. Travel like Oprah. I would travel like rest and relaxation, Oprah. Okay. But with friends. I feel like I would like rent a private island and hire some masseuses and yoga teachers and a cook and whatever. Like everybody's come in and then get like my seven favorite people and bring them and we just hang out and chill. You get a vacation. You get a vacation. Everybody gets a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So we'll go to our next travel like uh celebrity so if you had to travel like dj khaled <laughs> where and how would you travel <laughs> i would probably I'd go right up on that jet ski what? See, 
<laughs> you gotta be a big body of water. I would ski. go to Dubai. I think that's where, because I can't go there regularly. So, that's um, true. for a lot of reasons, but um, I would go to Dubai. I feel like that's where all the posh celebrities hang out when you just want to be about some status, because you gotta have some money to go to Dubai. That's true. Exactly. Maybe I would go to Dubai too. That's a good answer. Yeah. And throw a big party. Huge party. So rock everywhere. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Because they don't want you to flourish. <laughs> they don't want you to fly to Dubai. They don't want you to have snow in Dubai. They don't want you to import that. But we going to win. That was Forever. That was actually uh, Kevin, guys. That wasn't DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't come into the studio. I got inspired. I got inspired. If you were curious, that was not DJ Khaled. Right. You are invited. I got a couple more. I got a couple more. Okay. So if you had to travel like Issa from Insecure, not Issa Rae, Issa, the character from Insecure, where and how would you be traveling? Oh, okay. Atlanta. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's a good one. Um I, I'm gonna have to agree. I'm sorry. I have to, or Miami. I feel like Atlanta or Miami, probably uh, Atlanta. Got you. I think. What so would too. y'all be doing in Atlanta? Would you? What would you think would be Issa-ish in Atlanta? Awkward dancing in the club. Yeah, I think she would go to the club. I think she would be like more of like it wouldn't be like a you know relaxing trip. It's like going out, going yeah. out in the town kind of thing. She would get a nice hotel. Yeah. But yeah. like nothing like too nice, you know. Yeah. That's what I, yeah, and just go out and be, and be awkward trying to pick up men. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just be out there, just random so in a strip normal, club. Normal weekend for me. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be in a strip club awkwardly, just not knowing how it really goes down, what the yeah. protocol is like. Yeah, I, yeah. Get drunk and freestyle over the beach. Exactly. Of the club. Mm-hmm. Might try to dance with a stripper, like on a table. It's just like, no, you're not supposed to dance with. The stripper. I feel like That's she would get roped into being a stripper for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, well, maybe my Issa is. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> okay, we'll do uh, one more and let's take it to the world of sports. So oh. if you had. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you sure well, about that? Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. If you have another idea or if you're inspired with the travels like of your own, please let me know. <laughs> I was going to say, so if you had to travel like LeBron. LeBron James, where would you go? How would you travel? I don't know him. It would have to be somewhere with a lot of access to food, like a whole lot of food. He's a big guy. He's a big person. It would have to be around eating. Maybe Italy, because all you want to do there is eat. He does like wine, too. Yeah, see? See, I don't know anything about him. Um... Mm. What you just your perception of him? It's like it's. It could I be would anything. probably say Spain, but then again, I don't know him. That mm. just he just sounds like he likes to go to vacation in Spain. Gotcha. So I'm just gonna say that. Okay. Now, take if it you there. were to say travel like Beyonce, she wants like she wants to go to Paris, Rome, yes. Italy, um, world tour. N- yeah, she jet. really is on her own jet. Mm-hmm. Was one day each city. And actually, how many of her girls will she have with her? Will it be like the Seven Eleven video? <laughs> Um, no. Oh. It's just her. No. She's a fan. <laughs> she's with her daughter now. She's not bringing her friends. Okay. She's going to bring Blue and then the kids when they get older. Got you. Know, like two and walking. She's going to bring the kids. Yeah. Jay can't come. Ooh. Jay can't come? Mm-hmm. They going to miss daddy. Nah. Blue is a daddy's girl. I Y'all know, know Blue is a daddy's girl. She's very Beyonce-like. Have you seen pictures of her when she's I'm like- Beyonce-like. But I'm, I'm just saying, she's she love her daddy. She looks like her dad. That helps. She's, she <laughs> that looks helps. mostly like her dad, I think. We talk about this girl like we know her. <laughs> I'm always, yeah, I always feel weird about that when people talk about famous people, kids, like Blue and stuff like that. It's just like. I love her. She's I so mean, funny they're adorable, to me. but they're adorable kids and they're adorable like any other kids. Like, But I don't want to read into Blue's personality because yeah. I don't know the child. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing to we be like, see oh, photos. this celebrity, what they must be like behind closed doors. Um, I don't want to think about what a child is like behind closed doors. It's a child. A they child. should just be. They're annoying. I hope they like booze <laughs> clues and, you know, pick boogers and go to sleep. Like, I don't. Uh, what? It's a kid. Like, I don't want to think nothing else about them. I just love, I still love the video of when they were in New Orleans and she was, have you seen uh-huh. that? When she's looking down at the crowd like peasants. <laughs> and then she walks back and she's like, mm-mm. And just walks back inside. <laughs> Like, that's Beyonce's child. Have you ever seen the videos that just go through pictures of Blue Ivy and they tell you how expensive all of her clothes are? No, It no. will ruin your life. <laughs> it will, I promise. I don't doubt it. She basically <laughs> wears the same thing that Beyonce wears every time they take it's pictures like, together. like, oh, that one outfit was my whole year's salary. Cute. Boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. Oh, my God. My, one of my old bosses, her son, went to school with her in Santa Monica. So... Mm. The wealth yep. that we do not have. Anyway, um, so to wrap up, what tips do you have for black folks that want to travel more as far as like, you know, picking the right place, how to budget, mm-hmm. can you travel on a budget? Yeah, for how sure. How do you save some money? <laughs> how do you save money as a whole? That's up to you and your personality, but um, you definitely need to save for travel and the major thing that I say is that you need to have more than you think you will need. So if you, a lot of people will budget out a trip and they'll think they have everything covered but then they don't have anything for like if your luggage get, gets lost or mm. if you get stranded because of bad weather or whatever, yeah. you always need to have extra if your tire pops. Um, but then the rest of it is just doing research and knowing what is accessible to you financially and time-wise and remembering that like Travel doesn't have to be leaving the country and going somewhere super crazy. Like, you can just drive six hours and be somewhere that feels totally different and you didn't even realize that you lived that close to something like yeah. that. Um, and then if you know that you're a person that needs to have a lot of people of color or people that feel familiar to you, then, like, researching that and figuring out where they are, where you're going to go. So maybe that's where you want to get your hotel if you can. Or, yeah, it's just you just got to do a lot of work before you go it's not a just hop on a plane and hope everything will be okay which you can do but <laughs> you gotta have a certain set yeah. of skills for that you got <laughs> yeah. a certain set of skills but that's a that's a key one budget for the emergency funds yes. budget in the emergency funds as well mm-hmm. along See, with i haven't thought about that either mm-hmm. so i'm glad you said that because i was just gonna hop on that Trip on Groupon. <laughs> See, yeah, Groupon's only yeah. five hundred, but you right. need to have fifteen hundred yeah. before you book it. True. Yeah, it's True. always it always costs a little more than you expect it will to travel. But then there's also you can look up how much like the our dollar versus wherever you're going is, and that makes a huge difference. Mm. You'll be balling in Mexico and Jamaica, but not in Japan. Not in Japan. Not at all. Not even a little. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to go to Japan because Tokyo either. is the future. Just want to hashtag Tokyo is the future. Oh, you say you would want to. I would love to. Oh, I don't want to. They looks awesome on TV every time <laughs> I see it anywhere. It looks like it stresses me out. <laughs> it looks like there's so many people around. Yeah, I but they got cool want. stuff like food and vending machines. Gotcha. Like, not snacks, like food. No, like good vending machines. No, I, don't I think want that's cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's your basic. next destination? If you could just, if you could just go anywhere you want to go tomorrow, where would you go? Oh, if I could go anywhere tomorrow, I would want to go to the Maldives because it's so pretty. Where is that? It's that's a good question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin. The Maldives. Yes. So that is near Sri Lanka. Okay, it's a South Asian say. island country in the Indian Ocean, situated in the Arabian Sea. Hmm. I was gonna say South Asia, but then I, I doubted myself. See? <laughs> Don't doubt yourself. Oh, not yeah. on this podcast. When you look it up, it says the thrilling side of life, the fun sl- side of life, the Maldivian side of life, the romantic side of life. It has all these different things you can click mm-hmm. on within the Maldives. It's just pretty. It's just crystal clear water everywhere. It's very DJ Khaled worthy. Yeah. See, maybe he's I going see jet there skis. Then. I see water. Where'd you go, Kevin? Um, I actually really want to go to Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Before Greece? Midnight. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of those. If my favorite romantic movies are the Before trilogy, the mm-hmm. Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. Um, in the last one, they went to Greece. Um, that was Before Midnight, and it was just so gorgeous. So I love anything where it's like the water, rolling hills, kind of remote. Um, I like Mediterranean food. 
Um, so I think it would be really, really nice to go over there. That's nice. How about yourself? I mean, I really want to go to South Africa. That's like one thing I really want to go. Um, like the music and like like Soweto got the gospel choirs and like the children's choir. All the th- I love the music and the soundscape of South Africa. But I really want to go. My next where I'm planning to go is like a very European place where like fashion is appreciated and like be my best self. Just okay. like walking down the street. And want someone to like say, "Hey, wow, I love your style." That's honestly what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, to, just live a nice, a beautiful dream. I know. I just want to like you know be a part of like a different world and be someone different for a little bit. Yeah, because you can't like you can wear what you want to wear here in LA, but like limits. Yeah, at like certain functions, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I would want to do. Got you. Where y'all want to go? <laughs> listeners <laughs> why don't y'all tweet us and tell us where y'all want to go um you can tweet us at sipping t w j k on twitter uh and then you can also email us at sipping t w j k w j at gmail.com i'm so bad at the plugs i don't know anything about one day we're gonna write them down maybe we just memorize them uh yeah you can just we'll we'll, we'll go one day we'll have our own promise um but you know until then we'll struggle through it <laughs> uh renice tell where can we find you on social media Ooh, uh, do you want people to find yeah, you on social? sure yeah. instagram <laughs> and twitter are at renice's pieces it's r-e-n-e-i-c-e but then pieces is p-i-e-c-e-s yeah. okay so she has the best like witty names for things <laughs> You have a, a baking blog. Yeah. And it's called, you say it. Femme brulee. And her favorite thing to make is not creme brulee, it's not. <laughs> but it's just the wordplay. Yeah. And she deserves that right. But you're going to remember that now. Yes. Femme brulee is in your mind. On autostraddle. Yeah. On autostraddle.com. Jesus. Autostraddle.com. You have to go check it out because I think I need to do it as well. Yeah. Um, until next time, go travel someplace. Be, yeah, man. Be better. Go outside. Look up in the sky. Start dreaming about where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And we'll end it on that. Boom. Because they don't want you to win. Oh, okay. <laughs> DJ Khaled came back, everybody. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. <laughs>